0: Welcome to Let's Get Civical.
1: This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about Cherokee Indian cases of the 1830s. So grab your foreign state. And let's get civical. Everybody. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart, and I'm
0: Arden Wallentowski, and we're both tired. (laughs) 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 I am so tired. I feel like my voice is thin. Like I feel like my body is tired, and so my Mm -hmm. voice is like, this is all, yeah. (laughs) That's all that I can do right now. Yeah, when I
1: get tired, my voice gets lower. Mm, like I drop yeah. an octave as though I speak with a sultry low voice. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is, is I'm tired. tired. I have a hot tea that I'm drinking oh. throughout this. Oh, mm-hmm. I should
0: have made a tea.
1: Because I was hoping that it would bring me out of this lower octave, and quite simply it has not. <laughs> so here we will remain. <laughs> here we'll
0: remain. Uh, it's what amazing
1: what the what the body will do when it is tired, so tired. But you know what's not tired? This podcast, because we no. have a great show for you. We're talking today about you're gonna freak out. This is I feel like this is a left a left turn, a curveball,
0: something we even talked about before. We haven't talked about anything like I mean, in one sense, we're talking about court cases, so there is that through line. But we have never talked about this topic at all. At all. We've never even dipped our
1: toe. And we're talking about the Cherokee Indian cases of the 1830s. Uh, And you're like, what? How obscure? And you're actually going to find out it's not obscure. It just sounds very obscure.
0: Yeah. Because especially we're going to talk about two court cases but especially the second court case is like a huge court case landmark landmark court case in American history that like like I had no I had never heard of it and it's like right up there with like Brown v. Board and like mm-hmm. Dred Scott like all of those big court cases yeah but of course we haven't heard about it because we whitewash history
1: yep. <laughs> in our education system yep. and we just have to recognize that no I'm so excited to talk about this we haven't done any sort of Native American anything no. yet. So I yep. love that we're starting off that journey with something like this. Yep. Um Obviously a, a a long journey ahead with, with that sort of area of topics. But yep. I think this is a good one to kick it off with. Yeah. So before we do, just a reminder that if you like what you hear, and I hope you do, please rate, review, and subscribe to us. It makes our day. My voice will jump from a low octave to a high octave yes. if you review us and and leave us five stars and all the good stuff. So just know that I am literally <laughs> praying that you do. Okay? <laughs> love you and love this whole thing. Yep. So let's jump right in to what led to these cases. Sort of give us a little, a quick little setting the scene lights up what are we seeing yep and so this information is coming from of course our lord and savior oh yes Oye, <laughs> without whom we would be nothing shout out to Oyes. it's also coming from 13.org britannica and thought and co so yep. really all familiar faces today i love that yep. so in 1828 a great year for me the state <laughs> of georgia passed a series of laws stripping local Cherokee Indians of their rights the laws also authorized Cherokee removal from lands sought after by the state
0: so I can see ah, do we see the conflict here or are we setting the it up nicely <laughs> yes
1: sure sure yeah way to go Georgia ya
0: dicks yep
1: in defense, the Cherokees cited treaties that they had negotiated as an independent nation with the United States, guaranteeing the Cherokee Nation both the land and the independence. This is all coming from 13.org. Yeah. After failed negotiations with...
0: <laughs> yeah, President
1: yeah. Andrew Jackson. Ugh. Not a friend. No. Not a friend not of the Native Not a friend America. of the show. Not a friend. Truly not a friend of the show, not a friend of the Native Americans, and nope. not a friend to me. After failed negotiations with President Andrew Jackson and Congress, the Cherokee, under the leadership of John Ross, sought an injunction at the Supreme Court against Georgia to prevent its carrying out these laws. So they were like, you know what? Yeah. Since President Andrew Go fuck yourself Jackson will not negotiate and neither will Congress. We're going to knock knock. Ding dong. Yeah. On Scotus. Yep. As they
0: should. Go. As they should. They as go they should. should. Cuz these were state laws that were being passed and the Cherokee were like, "Honey, we don't deal with you. We deal with the people with in Washington, the with federal. the federal government. Yeah. With U.S. dot. Yes. Get as out f- of my face. Get out of my face. As fucked up as U dot S. Dot is and was, they wanted to deal with them and not have mm-hmm. to live by these state laws. No. So there were two cases. The first is the Cherokee Nation versus Georgia case. And then the second, which we're gonna talk about later, is Worcester versus Georgia case. So Cherokee Nation versus Georgia. In eighteen oh two, the US federal government promised Cherokee lands to Georgian settlers. Do we see a problem? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely, Can't. I see it. Just promising land that was not ours to promise to that's just take, it's the most to... United States thing. Of like, it's like oh yeah, sure. 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 Why? Not? Put us put a flag on it. Put a stake in it. Put a stake in it. Sure. Take it. What? Those people, they don't matter. Take their land. I
1: don't know. I don't know
0: them. Yeah. The Cherokee people had historically occupied the lands in Georgia and been promised ownership through a series of treaties, including the Treaty of Holston in 1791. This is all coming from Britannica. Between 1802 and 1828, land-hungry settlers and politicians attempted to negotiate with the Cherokee people in order to claim the land for themselves. So they're like, "Mm, we want this land that you have. So what give will it you to us? So yeah. give it to us and we'll maybe give you something in return. Like I just these people had yeah. lived like that's where they that's the only home that they that's their right. land. Yes. It's Correct. their home. Yeah. Correct. Then in 1828, tired of resistance. Oh, so tiring. I'm so
1: tired.
0: I am so tired of resistance.
1: I'm like, look, I I asked them one time, give me your land. And they said, can you believe it? No. No. And I just, my jaw hit the floor. So tired of this resistance. So tired (laughs) of you not giving
0: me what's yours. I could fall asleep. I know. It's really annoying to me that you won't just like give me what I'm asking for. Like can't you mm-hmm. just see how that's so easy?
1: Oh my god. Yeah. Tired behind my eyelids. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, tired of resistance, yet emboldened by the election of one dear human Andrew Jackson. Mm. who favored the removal of Native Americans from their lands, members of the Georgia state legislature passed a series of laws meant to strip the Cherokee people of their rights to the land. So they took it to the state and they were like, let's just write a law that says they can't live there no more. Let's just take boom, it. Boom, bang, boom. They and don't wait, it'll be ours. And Yep, then it'll be ours. In defense of the Cherokee people, Chief John Ross and Attorney William Wirt asked the court to grant an injunction to prevent the laws from going into effect. Cherokee Nation, Cherokee Nation versus Georgia in 1831 asked the Supreme Court to determine whether a state may impose its laws on Native Americans and their territory. Yeah, like a very important question. Very important question. Very important question. Very important Especially question. because there's like treaties already. Yeah.
1: So it's like, what is the role of the state with Native American tribes? Yeah. Who are we negotiating with? Like yeah. we have to establish this.
0: Yes. In the 1820s, The Georgia legislature passed laws designed to force the Cherokee people off of their lands. The Supreme Court refused to rule on whether the Georgia state laws were applicable to the Cherokee people. Instead, the court ruled that it did not have jurisdiction over the case because the Cherokee Nation was, quote, a domestic dependent nation instead of a, quote, foreign state. What? This is, this
1: is, this is SCOTUS acting up. And lashing up to their old tricks. You know, this is my least favorite era of SCOTUS. This is horrible. The early the This is this is the worst of the worst, SCOTUS. Let me tell you, if you have a if you have a landmark victory with this group of gentlemen,
0: wow. Yep. No, Dude, this is these are
1: not these are not You're right. These are if there's a statue of any of these guys. I'm going to be so pissed. So pissed. Take be it down. So pissed. Take it down.
0: So very clearly, the question before the Supreme Court in Cherokee Nation versus Georgia was, does the Supreme Court have jurisdiction to grant an injunction against Georgia laws that would harm the Cherokee people under Article 3 of the U.S. Constitution, which gives the court jurisdiction over cases, quote, between a state or the citizens thereof and foreign states, citizens or subjects? Do the Cherokee people constitute a foreign state? Literally, it's like we forgot to enumerate them. Well, I guess forgot or intentionally left out. We didn't enumerate the Native American people and their status in Mm -hmm. Article 3. And so what's happening is the Supreme Court now has to, like, decide if one of these descriptors applies to the Cherokee people. Right. To even, like, hear the case. To move and decide forward. the case yes. to move forward. So William Wirt, who was working with the Cherokee people, focused on establishing the court's jurisdiction. He explained that Congress recognized the Cherokee Nation as a state in the Commerce Clause of the third article of the U.S. Constitution, which gives Congress the power to, quote, regulate commerce with foreign nations and among the several states and with the Indian tribes. They
1: put the pen to the parchment. They it's put it there. in
0: there. William's just like, did
1: anybody read this? Right. It's in the parchment.
0: Did anybody see the thing we signed 20 minutes ago? It's We there. assigned the reading. <laughs> if you could and I just can see nobody read it. <laughs> I can see nobody read the reading. There will be a pop yep. quiz later. There's one question. There's one <laughs> it's question. It's so
1: funny to me. It's so funny to me that like <laughs> they're like, what like, did they even like where can we even find evidence? Yeah that the Cherokee are even considered anything. Like, where is that? And literally, William's like, I don't know, perhaps the sentence that says, and with the Indian tribes? Like, sometimes I feel like you have to make sort of creative arguments to, like, prove that this sort of vague phrase means... This, you know, privacy means a woman's right to choose, right? right? Like, like you know, you have to, to infer, yeah, you yeah. have to infer some things. Whereas Sweet William was like, quite simply, if you if you look at the the parchment, <laughs> you'll see the phrase with the Indian tribes. And I I think perhaps we can go A to B here and assume yeah. that Cherokee Nation, as an Indian tribe, <laughs> yes, would be considered. Of and in whatever, they're trying to consider it.
0: Yeah. A foreign yeah. state.
1: Yeah. Oh, sweet William. Great, yeah. great argument. He's strong. He's trying,
0: strong, strong. He really, you know, it's, I'm glad he was, like, behind this cause. Yes. So, Wirt argued that the court had jurisdiction over the case because the government had previously recognized the Cherokee Nation as a foreign state in treaties. So, they're treating them with, like, Yes, they're in the Constitution. Here's the receipts. Here's the receipts. Right. But they're also making treaties. And the United States would not make a treaty with a domestic, like with something within itself. It's like making a treaty with Virginia. Why would we do that? Why would we do that? Right. Attorneys on behalf of Georgia argued that the state had a right to the land based on its 1802 agreement with the federal government. Additionally, the Cherokee Nation could not be considered a state because it was not a sovereign nation with a constitution and a district governing system. So they're basically also like, I don't know, like, these people don't really govern themselves the way that we do. And so therefore, (laughs) we'll just take their land. Sure. We'll just take it. It's going to be great. An
1: ironclad argument.
0: Yeah. Georgia. I also love that... (laughs) I also love that Georgia was like, um, the federal government said we could have this land. They said it. <laughs> and I'm just here,
1: I'm here doing what they said. Like, I'm sorry. Just trying. Yeah. Like, if you have a problem. Oh God. Georgia's being a little brat. Yeah, Georgia, Georgia's Look, being Shout out a to our listeners punk. in Georgia.
0: You know that we love you, but I love Georgia. I'm I have been there many not times. A good look right no, now. No. No 1820. 1820s, Georgia. Many times in Georgia is not a good look. This is particularly. The court found that the Cherokee Nation was a state in the sense that it was a, quote, political society separated from others, capable of managing its own affairs and governing itself, close quote. Treaties and laws governing the relationship between the U.S. and the Cherokee Nation supported this conclusion. However, the court ruled it was not a state in the same way that Georgia was because it was not a part of the union. Well,
1: correct
0: correct
1: (laughs) okay you've come to an obvious conclusion scotus i want to give you two stars two stars for deciding that yes it's a political society separate from others capable of managing its own affairs and governing itself and that it's not a state like georgia good for you
0: good for you you know who's in your party oh my god you're like
1: you know what the states are yeah. Somebody has counted the stars on
0: the flag. Somebody passed seventh grade. Okay. Very proud. Don't of brag. This. Okay. Don't brag. Can't wait for the rest of this uh, opinion. I, I know. So they, so that was like one thing that they were trying to decide is like, is is the Cherokee Nation like a somehow a state? Is it like a domestic state? So the answer that they're giving to that is no. No. So then the Correct. other question is. Or one of the the other questions is: Is the Cherokee Nation a foreign state? So, according to the majority opinion, the Cherokee Nation's complex relationship with the United States meant it did not legally qualify as a foreign state because there's baggage. There's baggage. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, it's, com- it's complex. So, and okay, it's, baggage. So it's
1: not a domestic state, and it's not a foreign state.
0: What, is, what? It? is it? What is it? What, what is, is it? it? Oh, my God. Like, is it neither? I think that's I think that's what they're going to decide, that it's, it's okay. special. Okay. It's a special relationship. You tell me what it is. You okay. tell me what it is. Here we go. So Chief Justice John Marshall wrote in the majority opinion uh, in Cherokee Nation versus Georgia, he wrote, quote, They look to our government for protection... <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> like, they look for the government for protection from, from,
1: them, from, from you, them. From you. From you.us. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, hey, can you stop your people from killing us? Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Sincerely, Cherokee Nation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then we're like, you're looking for us for protection. And yeah. And
1: it's like, you can't, you can't protect yourself from us killing you. Oh. Right. That's I don't so know sorry. if you're a foreign. I don't know if you're a foreign state.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Seems like a foreign state would be able to protect itself from us. I just
1: from us killing you. Yeah,
0: from us killing you. Yeah. So quote, they look to our government for protection, rely upon its kindness. Oh, so kind.
1: Oh don't you love
0: murder as a form I'm of kindness?
1: So <laughs> mad. Do you remember when Chris Columbus knowingly gave the Indians smallpox?
0: <laughs> it was such remember a. Remember such a gentle outreach, just a you know, a nice, kind nudge. Just to People let them warfare. know that we love them. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Rely upon its kindness and its power, appeal to it for relief to their wants, and address the president as their capital G, great capital F, father.
1: <laughs> okay, show me those receipts. This
0: is, show a, me those
1: receipts. This is a ridiculous... Ruling. I'm willing to bet $40 that no one's ever looked at Andrew Jackson and said, hello, great father. <laughs> I don't think Andrew Jackson has been considered a great father one time in his life or his death.
0: No. Uh, so continuing with his quote, quote, they and their country are considered by foreign nations as well as by ourselves as being so completely under the sovereignty and dominion of the United States that any attempt to acquire their lands or to form a political connection with them would be considered by all as an invasion of our territory and an act of hostility. But much in the same way that, like, if you invade Austria, Germany's going to feel threatened. Like, sure, because it's a neighboring state. Right. And it's like something's going on something is going on very
1: close to us
0: yeah and we should pay attention to that Mm Hmm. so that was chief justice john chief justice marshall's opinion (laughs) as bullshit as it is love it we have an we have a standing relationship and we really like the way it's going and we just feel like you already turned to us for help so how can you be foreign hello right what do you think france was? we know you (laughs) right and what do you think france was when we were like when they were going through their revolution Ah, what bullshit so the court needed to establish that the cherokee nation was either a u.s state or a foreign state to have jurisdiction over the case so before they could even hear the case they needed to like basically see if the cherokee nation had standing they needed to define the relationship they needed to define the relationship Sure. Before they got too far into over their heads. Tell Mm -hmm. me. Tell me. What do you want? Tell me what we are. Tell me what What we are. are. (laughs) Instead, the court ruled that the Cherokee Nation was a, quote, domestic dependent nation. Perfect. I know. It's so convenient. This term meant that the court did not have jurisdiction and could not evaluate the Cherokee Nation's case. A domestic dependent nation doesn't fucking exist. That's not a
1: thing. No, because they, so they made up a term and they were like, you know what, this made up term, we don't have jurisdiction over this term that we actually made up for you.
0: Right. We made it up for you and we just made it up now, which means it's not in the constitution. And because it's not in the constitution that was written and signed like 40, 50 years ago, we can't hear your case because the term include. we just made up isn't in this document. Yep. Sorry. Even though you're listed in it, sorry. Even though you're listed in this document in other ways. Yeah. Um. It's not in this way. Yeah. And so therefore,
1: oh, can't hear oh, it. Can't help hilarious. you. Sorry. I hope your lands turn out okay.
0: Yeah. Really, really hope that it works out well for you. Yes. So the Supreme Court's refusal to acknowledge jurisdiction in Cherokee Nation versus Georgia meant that the Cherokee Nation did not have legal recourse against Georgia laws that sought to force them off their land. The Cherokee Nation did not give up and attempted to sue again in Worcester versus Georgia.
1: We're going to take a quick break for a little word from our sponsors. So let's jump into what that is. This is the second and landmark Supreme Court case that we're going to jump into literally right now. So let's talk about the facts of this case. So this is coming from, it looks like it's mostly coming from Britannica and some from Oyez. Oh, so excited. So... Worcester v. Georgia involved a group of, you guessed it, white Christian missionaries, including Samuel A. Worcester, who were living in the Cherokee territory in Georgia. In addition to their missionary work, the men were advising the Cherokee about resisting Georgia's attempts to impose state laws on the Cherokee nation, a self-governing nation whose independence and rights to its land had been guaranteed in treaties with the United States government. So we have like 10 years later, a group of guys coming around being like, You guys are in treaties, you know that, right? Like you, I think you should, right? Sort of like push back on this because you're in the treaties. They saw they read the parchments, yeah, and they're like, I think you're in the, I think you're in the, I think you're on the parchment. (laughs) (laughs) Let me give you some advice. Let me give you some advice. In an effort to stop the missionaries, the state in 1830 passed an act that forbade quote white persons from living on Cherokee lands unless they obtained a license from the governor of Georgia and swore an oath of loyalty to the state. So I see why this is happening. Because when you start going after the white people and telling the white people what they should be doing, that's when you get success, my friends. Because the white people do not like being told what to do and how to do it and where to do it and where to live.
0: Yep. So that was the big mistake that was made by Georgia. They tried to tell those people that they couldn't go on these lands. And they were like... Who Just try me? Just try me. <laughs> try me. Try yep. me.
1: Worcester and the other missionaries had been invited by the Cherokee and were serving as missionaries under the authority of the U.S. federal government. They did not, however, have a license from Georgia, nor did they swear a loyalty oath to that state.
0: Uh oh. You're going to
1: jail. Georgia state authorities arrested Worcester and several other missionaries. After they were convicted at a trial in 1831 and sentenced to 4 years of hard labor in prison, Worcester appealed to the US Supreme Court. So, I'm seeing exactly why this case went to the Supreme Court. It's yep. because it's not it's not about the Cherokees, you know. No. It's about it's about this white guy yep. who got put in prison and thankfully the Cherokees benefit From this, you know, but that's I mean, if you look at just like, like these landmark cases where it's kind of like, wow, it's crazy that sort of like a non-white entity benefits in this time period. But you look at the intricacies of the case and it's like, oh, it's because they went after the white guy.
0: Yeah, they threw the white guy in jail. Mm hmm. You can't throw the white guy in jail and not expect to go to the Supreme
1: Court, honey. Not in 1831. Come on. (laughs) Basic. Basic. So Worcester argued that Georgia had no right to extend its laws to the Cherokee territory. Correct. He contended (laughs) that the act under which he had been convicted violated the U.S. Constitution, which gives the U.S. Congress the authority to regulate commerce with the Native Americans. So we're back at square one, except now it's not the Cherokees arguing. It's this white dude arguing. Perfect. 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 The Constitution also bars the state from passing laws that alter the obligation of contracts, in this case, treaties. Several treaties between the Cherokee and the United States government recognized the independence and sovereignty of the Cherokee Nation. Furthermore, Worcester argued that the Georgia laws violated an 1802 Act of Congress that regulated trade and relation between the United States and Indian tribes. So the U.S. Supreme Court received the case on a writ of error. So the question before the court was, does the state of Georgia have the authority to regulate the intercourse between citizens of its states and members of the Cherokee Nation. So it's, again, it's like, does the state of Georgia have the authority to do whatever with right. the Cherokee
0: Nation? Like, we're back at square one. We're back at square one. We're asking the same question. Except this time, yep. it's not just, like, the state of Georgia and the Cherokee Nation and the land. It's like, okay, but now these other people, they've passed laws that now involve American citizens. hmm
1: Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. are they allowed you're to gone regulate too that? Too far, too far. You're you went a step too, too far. far. You got too Georgia. greedy. You, gotta you it got to pull back. You got too
1: greedy and now you're going to lose it all. Maybe, I don't know, you tell me. Here we go.
0: Tell me what they ruled. <laughs> okay, here's the ruling. So, the Supreme Court agreed with Worcester. Correct. God. Correct. This so really could have he gone a He came in with the way. parchments
1: and they were like, oh no, you're white. <laughs> shoot. Oh no, shoot. Well, rats. Right. Yeah. Well, if you're white with the parchments, then what are we going to say? How can we disagree? How can we disagree? It's a double whammy.
0: They agreed with Worcester, ruling five to one on March 3rd, 1832, that all the Georgia laws regarding the Cherokee Nation were unconstitutional and thus void. Better late than never, but happy to have you here at the party. Welcome to the table. Writing for the court, Chief Justice John Marshall held that, quote, The Indian nations had always been considered as distinct, independent political communities, retaining their natural rights as the undisputed possessors of the soil. Like, okay,
1: no, that's not no, what you said last time. That's not what you said. That's not what you said. I actually have the receipts. Hold on. I want to <laughs> just punch him in the face. Yeah. Literally, he just. <laughs> He's like, We've always this thought is what you, you were... had the I'm right just bring to your, your land. I'm just gonna bring us back to what he wrote before. Quote, they look to our government for protection, rely upon its kindness and its power, appeal to it for relief to their wants, address the president as their great father. I'm just like, no, 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 you no. Literally, no, 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 no. You, you, Marshall, and yeah. your your little group of goons called them a quote domestic dependent nation yeah and now you think that we've forgotten the past 10 years in fact we haven't we have the receipts we have the parchment now now you want to call them distinct independent political communities yeah cool honey cool, cool. cool, cool we cool, love cool, a cool, flip-flop cool. it's great for the summer cool. season
0: <laughs> <laughs> goes great with a romper Mm-hmm. I just the like the original natural rights as the undisputed possessors of the soil. Are you kidding? Like yes, I completely agree. Correct, that is correct. But the back got, and mm-mm. forth, the back mm-hmm. and forth. It's amazing Chief Justice what a what a, a white
1: guy who's been wrongly persecuted against can can do. Can get done the change that he can cause.
0: We should just. We should elevate them. They are clearly better than everybody else. I mean, like, why have we been keeping uh, the white man down?
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: So even though Native Americans were now under the protection of the United States, Marshall wrote that, quote, protection does not imply the destruction of the protected. Uh, 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 uh. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Protection does not (laughs) imply the destruction of the protected. I it okay. hurts my brain. We've, we've established that we're both very tired, and it's been a week. But I, John. I honestly don't know that I would understand that sentence if because I was a hundred percent.
1: Like what he's doing, he's like he's he's trying to do things that make us forget the fact that this is literally the exact opposite of what he ruled not ten years ago. Yeah, not ten years ago. We're not talking like fifty years. And you're like, yeah, what they did back then. This is the same <laughs> court. <laughs> yeah. The same court. It's still, he's like, still Chief Justice. He's still Chief Justice. Like, maybe one of them has, has you know, retired or died or whatever. But, like, yep. for the most part, it's the same group of, same group of gents. Yep. Like, you're trying to make us forget the fact that you literally were wrong. Or that yep. you were literally, let's call it, racist
0: before. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good term for what's Thank happening you. right here. Thank you so much. I, you're just so smart. I'm very smart. You're very smart. Marshall concluded that, quote, the court held that the Georgia Act, under which Worcester was prosecuted, violated the constitution, treaties, and law of the United States. So in the end, they were like, No, Georgia, you can't pass these laws. You've overstepped, you've overreached. Back the fuck off. Back up. Back mm-hmm. up. We should have said this ten years ago, but back but, up. Got, okay. Okay. Noting that the treaties and laws of the United States contemplate the Indian territory as completely separated from that of the states and provide that all intercourse with them shall be carried on exclusively by the government of the Union. That's Chief Justice John Marshall saying that. Yep. He went on to say in his ruling that, quote, the Cherokee Nation, then, is a distinct community occupying its own territory in which the laws of Georgia can have no force the whole intercourse—they really love this word "intercourse," and I don't mm-hmm. think they anticipated that it would mean something no. different today. They didn't. They didn't see it they coming. So it just feels <laughs> so funny. The mm-hmm. whole intercourse between the United States and this nation is by our Constitution and laws vested in the government of the United States. So, Correct. in case you didn't hear me the first time, Georgia, step off. You better. I know. I'm step just like John.
1: Off. You're singing a different tune.
0: Yep.
1: And I yeah. just have to point it out. You're singing a different tune. It's a only different been 10 t- years.
0: A different tune. To a different drummer. Mm-hmm. We're in a different band. <laughs> We're in a different band. The Georgia Act thus interfered with the federal government's authority and was unconstitutional. Justice Henry Baldwin dissented for procedural reasons and on the merits. Okay. okay. Whatever, Yippee for uh, you. Yippee for you.
1: You don't have a leg to stand on here. Okay. No. Okay. No. So let's talk about the long-lasting impact. So as we said before, this is a uh, landmark case, obviously, because this is truly the first time that the Supreme Court is actually recognizing, ah, yes, this is a independent nation from us. And ah, yes, the United States has conducted business and treaties and whatnot with them. And then, oh, sure, therefore only the federal government can regulate or do anything with them yep landmark so what's the impact <laughs> this
0: first this first point I know, the first bullet point is great
1: georgia okay so just right after this ruling yep georgia ignored the decision keeping Worcester and the other missionaries in prison which is illegal eventually they were granted a pardon and were released in 1833 President Andrew Jackson, you're going to freak out, declined to enforce the Supreme Court's decision, thus allowing states to enact further legislation damaging to the tribes. Thank you, Andrew Jackson. You
0: patriot, you. Like, what a way to undermine the court. Like, just really take the rug out from under it. I know they
1: ruled. I know you ruled. I know you ruled, but like, I don't like it. Okay. <laughs> I don't
0: really wanna... I I really wish that um that was the approach that we took in like Bush v. Gore. That would have been sure. fun, sure. wouldn't sure. you? Have loved? I mean,
1: yeah. Imagine. I think uh, checks and balances not working here. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yep. The government began forcing the Cherokee off their land in 1838 in what became known as the Trail of Tears. Some 15,000 Cherokee were driven from their land and were marched westward in a grueling journey that caused the deaths of some 4,000 of their people. So, this is like immediately after yeah. this ruling. Yep. Worcester v. Georgia was a landmark case of the Supreme Court. Although it did not prevent the Cherokee from being removed from their land, the decision was often used to craft subsequent Indian laws in the United States. The Worcester decision created an important precedent through which American Indians could, like states, reserve some areas of political autonomy, which is what we've what we've got now, which are Indian reservation territories, you know. And to this day, it's like it's like a handful of of SCOTUS season. You have SCOTUS cases that involve Native American tribes versus the United States. Like they're still fighting for, you know certain rights and and privileges as a nation uh as a separate nation from us and i know that this case is the groundwork for for the cases that we're seeing today in 2020 like those cases couldn't even happen without worcester v georgia
0: no you know because they needed to establish just what the native americans what that relationship was to the united states
1: right right cuz if they didn't you know that john roberts would be like you know what this isn't up to the supreme court no he would I pull don't. his favorite
0: card to play yeah
1: it's not it's be not like, you know ours? ours not, our not ours i'm so sorry mm-hmm. i'm so sorry so at the very least <laughs> this case prevents that from happening like it is the supreme court's decision yeah. to 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 rule on yeah. cases involving indian nations and yeah. the united states yeah. and their it, rights within it,
0: it. It's it is their job. It is within their purview. That's what this yes. case basically said. And they went further to say, "It's our job. It is the federal government's job to interact with them. It is not within the states' rights Mm-mm. to interact with these nations. Yet
1: Mm-mm. you don't you don't get to interact with them. They're not. Yeah, they they may reside quote unquote within your state, but that land is not of the states. Nope, it's not the state's land." Mm -mm. I think that's why people have a hard time understanding that, like, you know, the, the, the land that's left that's within, you know, the Native American tribes that are like the reservations that you hear about or the territories or whatever. Yeah. That's not, you know, Oklahoma. No. Right? Like, that's not like people. I'm like, that's not Oklahoma. I don't think people realize that. That is Cherokee Nation or that is, you know, Navajo Nation or whatever nation. Yeah. So I'm glad we did this one. Glad we did this one. I know? know, right? It was a good one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. talk about a landmark case, for, yeah. sure. for sure.
0: For sure, for sure. So
1: important. Yep. So important. And yep. I, I'm so excited to continue to learn more about specifically Native American history within our history, because I do feel yep. like we have a very difficult time reckoning with our, the U. S. dots history yep. with the Native American tribes. Yep. Because it's not pretty, and it's not... um it's icky it was it wrong was what happened mm-hmm. it was wrong what happened to them and, and what we like did to icky. them yep. and people don't like icky people don't want to think that the greatest nation in the world did something so icky and i'm like
0: honey honey
1: let's constantly on, on a daily basis
0: we do icky things constantly have on a daily be, basis
1: yeah we have to be open and honest with ourselves about who we are yep so with that You know that we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. Like we said at the beginning, you can rate us, you can review us, and you can subscribe to us. We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye.